Okay. Welcome, welcome. Hey, it's been a while. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Healthy Dialogue. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the generation of AI and the upbringing of it. And as a timely and somewhat fitting um, topic, as it actually pertains to some relevance of uh, the new chatbot, um, new chatbot inventions that are now being used publicly. Um, I made a chatbot that, or sorry, I made the chatbot create a AI focused outline for us today. And part of the reason why I did that is because sometimes I think the reason why I'm not doing these podcasts as often as I should be, as I feel like I should be anyways, is because I can't generate the outlines um, all the time anymore. But I do I do have a couple of outlines planned um, and podcasts planned. I'm on break from work currently uh, for the next week. So hopefully by next Sunday, I can uh, rock out the three that I've been hoping to do. So in terms of content, here's the kind of outlines that uh, it'll look like for the next three. So we have one where I was hoping to generate myself um, and it's going to be about like, where is love, friends, family and romantic partners. Um, and I'll, I'll probably be doing that one next. And then we have a healthy gamer um, video review. And it's going to be about the struggle for control in today's world. And I think a lot of the the concepts that were brought upon um, in that video by Dr. K, I think are things that I'd like to speak on and also share my own perspective of why control is important um, and highly valued, focused around each of us today. And then I also had one where I was reviewing a um, Jubilee video. So with both of those Healthy Gamer and Jubilee videos, um, I think I think it's customary to send a business email to say if we'd be able to do like a live review in the podcast over it. So um, that'll be like my ne next steps for those two um, podcast outlines. But definitely the next one coming up, hopefully next week. Um, should be the where is love uh, one as well and it's I don't know I, I would say in the past like so it, it's been a while since I've done like any of the podcast um, content as as <laughs> as people have probably been noticing the content's been on the way or it's been down low um, I think the last one we did was a music discussion and we were supposed to have a music discussion about like a month ago as well but I actually had COVID during that time. So Alon decided to just um, not do it because uh, I, I, well, I, I definitely feel the same way if, if something ends up like waiting out for too long and we don't actually ever get around to doing it, then I lose motivation in doing the podcast. But that's effectively where we're at at this point. Um, so we have a bit of content coming up. We'll see if more comes afterwards, but those are basically the, the top three ones that should be for the next three weeks. 
um, for today talking about AI. I didn't actually go over uh, most of the outline material as I probably should have. Um, but I did, I was like generating my own thoughts on what like AI is and kind of where it should take us um, in the future. But I think before that, I'll give you a little bit of a life update. Um, so work has been a bit stressful, I would say. I've made a couple friends um, over the past couple months. It's been, sheesh, I need to think about like when the the last one that I've actually done is. So finding your voice in January was one of the was one of the ones that I generated for myself. Um, and then the one before that was in November. The one before that was in October. So it, it was turning out to be like once a month kind of deal. And this has probably been the, the longer span of things. But um, I guess it's like a general analysis of where my life has taken me. <clears throat> so I would say after starting my job, I've lost a lot of respect for myself. But also... I, I can't even tell you why why I've like lost track of a specific uh oh. Well, so I I think I disconnected on <laughs> I disconnected on um the live stream, but I'm recording, so the recording should actually be fine. Anyways, where I was going with that. So the So the um Sorry, I had, to, I had to do some other things while, while I was reconnecting. So part part of the problem with with the last like six, ten-ish months, I think, is that I've lost a lot of my passion for generating my own sense of where hot topics of today are and also what I want to speak upon. So I think the Spencer who started off Healthy Dialogue, which we're coming up on the two-year mark, anniversary by the way um so i think the the difference between the spencer at that time and the spencer now i think it's more of just uh habits um poorer habits now than i was in the past so as a general life update little tmi too i i think i've hit the heaviest i've been um after losing all the like huge amount of weight that i did like two years ago so now i'm kind of at a point where i'm still heavy pretty heavy i'd like to work on um my stress especially because i think that's a main contributor to why my weight's so uh, like uncontrollable <laughs> most of the time so it's it's more of like a stress eating kind of situation and yeah work has like stressed me out to the point where um like stress eating is like i guess my go-to method for for coping but um eventually i'd like to have some more control over that so maybe i'll i'll go see like a, a doctor or a dietitian over what to do about managing stress and uh and whatnot but other than that like i love my workplace it's just the kind of work that i do is uh <laughs> pretty stressful so um but i will say in the especially in the last like month even before i got covid so i got covid like a month ago 
and I, I was super passionate about like turning my life around and um in the so in the uh stage announcements channel which is where i post all the outlines and also upcoming topics um so what i posted in there was like a like i guess a promise that i would be um a promise that i would be like generating content more often um and i think part of that was a realization that the that the um analysis isn't the right word i guess my worldview was like more clear or had a better process to it um and i feel like i lost that along the way up until like a few months ago so but i feel like i'm at a point where it's back and i'm willing to give it a try again so uh-oh okay this is really bad so all those notifications that you're hearing is me uh disconnecting and reconnecting that's one of the things that ended up being a problem over the past couple months too is that the disconnects kept getting more frequent and getting worse so on <sighs> when i'm fully reconnected i'll actually get started on the on the outline that we're supposed to go through but as like a general premise um so what i was thinking about this morning was like how ai has really changed for uh to be in service of people um but there are a lot of critics out there who actually believe that ai will take over the world it's like somewhat of a dangerous um dangerous world to live in with with ai now being like a prominent like technology open to the public usable by the public um and one of the problems that i've recently heard of with ai is that someone was able to ask for a ransom for uh for like a hostage situation over like one of their family members so it was a it was a woman it's the daughter in a family and she called sorry this this person that was abusing ai um use sorry the person who called the mom was using the daughter's voice generated by ai to make it sound like she was in trouble or that she was um like taken hostage and so <laughs> the problem was is that was that like AI was now being used as a means to generate fake scenarios to gain like financial control. And so I think that's the, that uh, we'll see more of that malicious use of intent with the, with AI. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, we'll have to look out for like other creative ways to protect ourselves against like privacy um, or sorry, intrusion of privacy or, or mimicry of, of authority per se. So it's going to be a problem when that, 
when that ends up coming <laughs> coming to everyone but there's definitely going to be like worse cases of that happening in similar situations so hackers and other malicious intent people are going to use ai against you in whatever they can and so hopefully that will all be prepared for when the next creative method that they'll use won't affect more well yeah won't won't have a chance to affect a lot of people but we're already seeing like the first started first iterations of how that creative use of ai can can give you control over others in different ways so but i have used it to generate this podcast outline already so like ai does have its own uh, i guess it's it's way of being useful to the public as well so i basically used it like for example i'm bringing out my phone right now so some of the screenshots that i took was with the snapchat ai um and basically i asked it like a bunch of questions and it gave me answers to make me feel confident that that its purpose was in service of me um and so it would i used it as like a search engine to some extent i also gave it like perhaps some insight on what my personal goals were for um working out and losing weight and it gave me the kind of encouragement to logically process why some of the exercise um habits like even five minutes every two hours say if i were to work out every five minutes every two hours it gave me the logical reasoning saying that well if you add all that up you do that over the course of 12 hours you're working out 30 minutes for the whole day and that was basically its justification for giving me encouragement to do something like that um, and then I pressed it more on like what what is like a decent amount of exercise and it is like 30 minutes of a day really enough exercise for a day and it like continued to give me encouragement over what <laughs> over 30 minutes and so it ended up being like a, a companion that had some sense of logic and reasoning um and that's that's okay it had resources that it could look up and also provide like statistical encouragement or like based encouragement i guess it wasn't just claimless falseless reassurance of something that i was feeling but at the same time in my interaction with this AI, I was having issues with, <laughs> well, someone sent in my group, in my group chat that, someone sent in the group chat that someone was using the Snapchat AI at some point and they were asking about if they had my location. So if they had their location to the Snapchat AI and the Snapchat AI said, no, um which is fine and it didn't have access to it but then the person would ask 
where the nearest McDonald's was for that person. And it was able to give like an actual McDonald's close to that person. And I did the same test for myself, which ended up <laughs> causing the same reaction. So even though the Snapchat AI shouldn't know my location, um, it still gave me still give, gave me like the nearest McDonald's in my area. So there's some like, it's trained to lie about knowing personal information about you, but also it's, it's clearly a lie if you like find ways to, to prove they're guilty. Which I think is strange. Anyways, that's kind of just a precursor to the to the content of today. But the actual outline that was generated by the AI bot, um, the AI chat bot, starts off with the introduction, the definition of AI. And I asked this AI bot who was giving me this outline to give me URL links to specific um, to specific places where I can find more information about each of these bullet points. And I, it was, I was very impressive when it actually generated it. If you want to see it, it's still linked in the description as always to the, to the outline. But I was a little upset that most of them, most of the links didn't work, but it's pretty clear that at some point it did. So I had to pull that information from somewhere somehow. Um, it's, it's just quite interesting that the bank of information that it pulled through isn't, doesn't work. So I'm wondering if it was able to search through like a different Maybe it took a snapshot of like, maybe when the AI is generated, it's loaded in like a specific bank of information, or maybe it's refreshed information. Maybe it has, maybe it just pulls in like old data too. So like on Google, you can see like websites when you do like a search. Um, and there, there are different resources that you're able to pull up, but maybe those resources don't exist, but still exist on Google. So wherever it's pulling information from, it's, it's not, it's not all viable information or viable, um, viable links to pull through. So going back to the definition of AI, this is one of those points where the link is actually broken but from my understanding that like ai is supposed to be artificial intelligence but in terms of it's making it's makings and inner workings of of itself as a process as an entity um it's just like machine learning generation code whatnot um, the problem that I see, this is, this is more so like me talking about what I think AI is, but <clears throat> I think AI has been given, has been given the processes 
to execute tasks that humans have already performed. And then make it like a reliable problem or like a, a reliable solution to various problems that humans have already solved. But I think the, the difference between why AI won't take over the world the same way that some people think it will, um, the reason why I don't think that's the case is because I don't think it's been taught the creative capacity that humans are capable of. And I think that'll be the main difference between how AI and uh, humans will interact with each other. One is completely reliable without, um, or rather com completely reliable for repetitive and similar like tasks. But when other contextual pieces that haven't been generated before by humans um, like surface in the context of a problem, I think humans will be better at pulling in those various other contexts, new contexts, new variables to a context. Um, whereas AI would not know how to seek out new information and new types of information to solve a problem. With that being said, there are a lot of jobs in the world that require repetition so, for example, there's AI who uh, who can definitely do like basic calculations and whatnot. Um, and basic calculations can apply to various jobs out there and can really just overtake anyone's job whose sole basis of of their employment is to do calculations. So like a tax, like a tax person, I guess. When I used to work at a tax firm, um, a lot of the clients had either a small amount of, of variables that play into their tax return and, or that they need to like pay to the IRS. Um, but we definitely had, or we just had people there at the tax firm who would still go through it regardless. And so it's a process for, for people like that who who know the certain variables to look out for. Um, and when there's complicated ones that come up, they can handle it properly. But a lot of cases, the, the basic individual tax return, I think consisted of, of some very basic variables. So I wouldn't be surprised if AI, and if I'm being honest, like people have already generated software to do that such as like TurboTax, my family uses that. Um, and just going through it all is like pretty simple, easy, it's fast. I get to do it by myself, I guess. And yeah, it's like these variables don't really matter. Um, don't really matter enough. And they're not new off of every other tax return out there. So the variables that I keep putting in are the same ones every year, effectively, if my condition really hasn't changed. And I can trust like a software, even if it is an AI, like someone generated this procedure 
which AI can also adopt for themselves <clears throat> to be able to sift through the information that I provide and give me like a very reliable tax return or just a just a statement about whether I owe or I receive from the IRS. And the IRS also trusts it to give me money back if I do need it or trust the program to also um, to also like receive money from me, receive and give back. I, I forget which one I said. Anyways, out of order. There was some other, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bring this up first and then we'll get back to the outline because honestly, I think this outline is going to go by pretty fast. Um, because most of it, most of it doesn't actually cover a lot of the things that I would normally want to talk about. I think there are certain uh, topics that I'd like to like put some emphasis on, but most of them don't really apply to things that I paid attention to. There's also been some problems. I think by the time there's been some problems when I had generated this outline or when I had thought of this idea in the first place, it must've been like late March or mid March, something like that. Um, there was an issue with AI taking over like sex work, something like that. Um, so a while ago there was, um, there was a problem where people were generating like AI pornography and in the use of like public celebrity figures. And so there were like some, some streamers in the, in the Twitch world who had like their face taken and put on like AI generated porn. <clears throat> and so that was obviously problematic in pretty disturbing but i think that sets the stone or sorry sets the um sets the scene of where ai can go i think for repetitive tasks in like kind of dehumanizing tasks i guess i don't know even for humanizing tasks i guess i don't even know what what to say about that but I think AI can take over a lot of spaces and people are willing to see it put there. And as I was hearing about the story of pornographic um, content being made by AI using the faces and um, of specific people who didn't ask to be there. I was definitely disturbed for those people who were involved in that, but I also saw that as like an opportunity to like get rid of OnlyFans, and part part of the reason why maybe I've listened to like too much conservative stuff, but but I I personally think only well not even conservative stuff but even the whatever podcast if you guys have heard about that maybe we'll do like a reaction video to that but it basically like most of the podcast material um is made up of like modern women who are brought on 
to a podcast for a dude to talk about like normal dating issues and feminist problems, equality problems, whatever. Um, and he's not really for it. He's more of a, he's still like a modern kind of guy. He's not very traditionalist, but he advocates for like traditionalist values um, in, in women and also, I guess, somewhat in men too. So it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place where blown out of proportion personalities are shown in that kind of dialogue where values of traditionalism are usually the point of conversation. But anyways, <clears throat> there's, I think OnlyFans doesn't really do people, it's hard to say, because like, yes, guys can spend like whatever money they want on whatever. And I say guys because it is mostly men who are customers on OnlyFans, per se. And the benefit the benefit yeah the people who benefit from that customer base in that market are women and i'm not saying that maybe i am saying i'm saying i don't think women who benefit off of only fans are doing the world as much of a service as um a moral service in my eyes and i i something morally irks me with that kind of work I think there's evidence that it's somewhat destructive towards romantic opportunity or rather it's maybe it's sorry not evidence I shouldn't even say that I think that I think it's questionable whether or not that line of work and the service that you provide is even healthy <clears throat> to the contributor or the life revolving around the contributor as well and so what i mean to the comparison that i'm making there is that i don't think women understand how that hurts their potential for a family but also how it hurts um the way that other guys like look at them so there's there's been problems with um jim chimps lately with women who record themselves uh to like showcase their exercise routine and whatnot and it, i think they become there are some instances where they've been really repulsive to any kind of attention especially coming from men very specifically men mostly um when they're working out and they think like wow this guy's being so barbaric animalistic whatever for just looking at me as i'm working out and 
Uh oh. Well, uh. okay, that's interesting. My headset powered off. Um, but yeah, it's. I think they've gotten themselves to a point of entitlement. Um, or rather, I guess you have to question whether or not the work is entitling or it's to to the personality behind it who else who just happens to be a part of that profession there's some other discord um there's some other discord servers that i'm a part of that also have individuals that do only fans and whether or not it works for them i don't i don't actually know but the issue that i take up with it is is that like i don't morally agree that putting pictures of yourself on the internet is doing the world a service. Inappropriate photos of yourself on the internet is not a service to the world. And there, there, I, I guess, there's some other cases where that's been a problem too. So like I've, I've heard some guys in like small snippets when they're talking about OnlyFans as a profession for women. It's how come there are guys out there who get to like see your genitals for like $6. Like that's a, that's a buyable product for $6. And uh, it may not be fair because you can't really equate to the, the physical thing when you're in a relationship with someone who does OnlyFans with just like an image. But I think that's the, that's the comparison that some guys have taken a stance on. Is that like, why is the woman that I'm dating like advertising herself for like $6 in this way and will continue advertising herself for that much um even in the relationship I, I think there's some women who've also voiced that they wouldn't continue doing only fans if they were to uh if they were to get in a relationship but it's definitely a weird view of like prostitution um just on the internet i guess it's like I guess for me, like, I wouldn't want someone who works at, like, a strip club or, like, any adult content. So I think there's, I think there's some value in having, like, a woman who's, some, who's, like, traditional, but also, no, no, not but also. I, th I think there's preservation and, like, traditionalism and knowing how to say no to opportunities of like pleasure and that's not to say that like the marketplace is uh is you're not going into like the sex content adult content for <laughs> for the pleasure aspect of it though there have been people who have who have like said that 
it was empowering for them to do that because of the the pleasure portion of it um but I, I just wouldn't want that in someone that I was going to marry. It's the best way that I can put that. Anyways, um, I wouldn't mind if AI like took over that whole aspect of of uh, adult content, mostly because I think there's women out there who would agree that adult content or women who participate in profit off of adult content aren't doing other dimensions of human like humanities um of humanity like any service because i think it downplays how men should be viewing relationships how men should be viewing women um i guess other <laughs> other talking points that they want to bring up but um or other theories and why it affects that affects life in that way but for me i just don't i wouldn't want like any woman to be to feel like they need to be in that nor do i think they should really profit in a situation um that makes them look dirty so ai do your job please just don't put faces of a don't put faces of real people on on your pornographic scenes. Okay, so moving on. Um, the second point of the introduction is a brief history of AI, and I don't think this link works either. Um, the third one is the importance, importance and advantages of AI. <coughs> And surprisingly, this link does go to somewhere, but it doesn't go to anywhere <laughs> useful. Surprisingly, the uh, the bullet point that it generated has nothing to do with the link, or rather the, the other way around. The link has nothing to do with the generated point. Um, number two, types of AI. There's rule-based AI, machine learning AI, and deep learning AI. Um, I don't think any of these links work either, but I'd be interested interested to understand what rule-based AI even means. Machine learning is just taking a look at data and algorithms um, to understand and make and make um, <clears throat> assertions about like specific sets of data and where it's gonna go, making predictions effectively. So it's making like it's making judgments and predictions off of data sets that you give it. Um, and it'll have like some better accuracy with the more data that you put into it. So pretty useful for um, understanding like markets and whatnot. Yeah, machine learning. Let's go. Deep learning AI. I don't actually know what this one is. Uh, this is supposed to link to a page by NVIDIA. And uh, I also got a 404 there. Applications of AI, so robotics. Um, so 
be interested to, I mean, we've all seen like what machine, like what's it called? The robot dog. That's the word. Yeah. So if you ever, if you ever seen like the robot dog before, uh, I think it's walking capacity is, uh, it can know where to go based on like, uh, signals that you give it. So if you tell it to like, come to this remote, it, it'll do its job and whatnot. Um, but I think it's like walking capacity up hills isn't really built for that, I suppose. Like it doesn't know how to balance itself properly on, on like a hill. So being able to, being able to have like AI for robotics and whatnot would be phenomenal. But also I think if there's uh, like issues within a supply chain, um, or like a assembly chain, I guess. If you have if you have like any anomalies that are happening within your supply chain, if you have a robot that's able to analyze and also make adjustments so that things go like I don't know, like any product still continues to to work, um, even though it may be like misplaced or misformed, whatnot, um, it'll know what to do. So being able to have like artificial intelligence be able to <clears throat> understand the context and the conditions of a situation and then properly adjust for it to continue doing its normal job. I think that's the robotics part of that situation. Natural language processing. Is this technical or just like actual <laughs> human language? Oh, nice. So it, it, it is actually human language, um, but also processing human language to be written and spoken as uh, through the process of AI. So me being able to talk like this, I suppose, the computer would be able to process the different words that I'm saying and also understand how to write what I'm saying too. So understanding the language, being able to write that down. Um, it'd be, it'd be actually so nice to, to have like a, I mean, they already have like text to, or sorry, speech to text, like software out there. 100%. It's just, uh, it's, it's nice that AI is also, I mean, that is, that has been what, like, AI has been doing. So, quite convenient when you're just reading out loud your own thoughts in your head. It's a weird way to say it. Medical diagnosis. So, AI being able to understand um, human anatomy, but I think you could also extend that to any kind of anatomy, honestly. The the body of anyone being able to understand it through any scanning method and then make medical assumptions and diagnoses of the situation is, I, I think provides like reliability um, for an AI to be able to solve problems in the medical world. So that's pretty cool too. Gaming, I always wanted better bots. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you... Uh, okay, if anyone's ever played League of Legends, there's been a time where uh, 
<laughs> they had like super duper hard bots and it's not to say that they were unbeatable but they they definitely were programmed to operate in a certain way um i wish they were harder but i'm interested to see what this venture beat is supposed to represent i don't think this actually linked to the right thing either so i don't have too much to say on this other than i'd like to see ai and bots more often um or like gaming bots i suppose but uh yeah we'll we'll have to see how uh have to see what this is supposed to mean at some other time because the link okay yeah the link doesn't work never mind uh okay so we've all heard about like self-driving cars and that'd be a form of artificial intelligence that i think would greatly improve but also make life really scary on the road you know very recently i found that driving is actually pretty calming for me enjoyed driving out to different places um i've gone out to to i've gone south I, I was about to expose my location for a sec it's not really it's not really that much of a privacy problem either like, i'm a part of the seattle area whatever uh I've, dri I've driven down to renton and yes down um and that's been somewhat of a calm drive i've gone gone out to kirkland gone out to Bothell, Woodenville. It's pretty nice. Overall, it's really nice. Um, but yeah, like if artificial intelligence were to take over driving altogether and people weren't allowed to drive anymore, that'd be, uh, <laughs> that wouldn't make me too happy, but it would make me happy if, uh, say if like we had self-driving exclusive in like specific areas of the world so say like big cities like san francisco or um san francisco seattle la portland say if you had like re or enforced self-driving in those areas uh self-driving cars in those areas I think that would make those areas in particular a lot safer and then like optional self-driving in the rest of the the rest of the US or really anywhere in the world. So if you were to have those if you were to have that, I think it would greatly improve the the quality of driving and transportation um as we know it. I'm for it. I'd just still like to be able to drive in, in certain places, at least. Financial services. So I already talked about, like, TurboTax. Um, I don't think they use AI in particular, but the software that they do use can be automated um, and also controlled by, like, a virtual service assistant um, who would be able to just process through the, the different problems that you would have. It's very early in its iterations. So we'll have to see how far along this whole AI thing will take us in the next like 10 years. I feel like it's gotten very far, especially in the past year. Um, so we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what kind of jobs it takes over and, what other services that it'll involve itself in to make the world a better place or like a more reliable place, I guess.
<clears throat> advantages of AI, increased efficiency and productivity. So as I've already said, I think AI is, um, is a reliable solution for the problems, for reoccurring problems and potentially even, uh, you know what? No, I, I, I'll still stand by that. Um, reoccurring and frequent problems that come up, I think, are taken over well by AI. Um, I think the reason why humanity still has a role to play um, in the world of AI is that I don't think AI is able to understand new variables that humans haven't programmed AI to understand yet. So when new variables do come up and new like scientific research comes out, we'll be able to understand from a worldview why that's important and contextual to solving a problem. Whereas I think AI won't be trained to understand those variations yet. Uh, error reduction, again, just reliable. Better decision-making, that's a little bit questionable. So uh, I think a part of the AI conversation, people have talked about how there's bias in, in the decisions that AI makes, um, which, I mean, it, for anything making decisions, there's going to be like some bias to it. Um, already, I can think of exceptions to that. I, th I think I'll need to, I think I need to think about that more. <laughs> So maybe I'll just shut up after that. But definitely, I, I, there are people out there who question about AI bias when it comes to decision making. Um, and there's going to be like ethical codes that we'll need to stand by and generate for for the world to be able to have a standard of like what those decision, what the right decision making should be. Cost savings, so again, reliable, but all just like programmed. So, you know, it'll be taking over jobs at some point. Uh, and I honestly, it probably already has. It probably already is. Um, and it'll, it'll probably get worse too. So we'll have to see how the cost of living is going to eventually go down through, uh, through AI. But as of right now, I don't think we're really seeing anything useful yet. Improved customer experience. So as I've already talked about, like a virtual assistant via like TurboTax, I think they could totally do that. You just have like someone who can understand, pick up on different portions of what you're talking about and make like meaningful interpretations of, of what the problem is and how to solve it in the moment and at like super fast and reliable time. Okay, moving on to bullet point five, ethical considerations. Um, bias and fairness, we've already talked about that. Privacy concerns, talked about that with the Snapchat um, and <laughs> knowing where my location is and it says that it doesn't, but it still knows where like the, the nearest McDonald's is to me. Transparency, um, yeah, it wasn't very transparent when when it was telling me that. I skipped over accountability and responsibility. Um, I wonder what that's referring to. 
the AI is supposed to be now considered like a responsible entity that can be held accountable for its <laughs> its actions. Is that weird to think about? Say if we say if we were to like now that AI is like becoming someone dependable or AI is like a dependable entity, are we gonna be able to treat it like it's a dependable or rather that it's like given rights and whatnot? Are we gonna blame the creator of the AI for the destruction that it perhaps does? It'll be hard to hard to know. Expected advancements in developments. Um actually don't know. I'll have to click click on the link. Page not found. Never mind. <clears throat> um yeah, I, I think I think it'll be interesting to see like how far AI will go in the involvement that it'll have in our lives. Um probably in the next ten years, maybe less. I don't know. Technology seems to be like ever changing and at like an increasingly accelerated rate exponential rate feels like every day is like an another day where the technology that i'm using is becoming more obsolete by the minute it's wild impact on industries and jobs already kind of speculated that potential risks and challenges um when i was thinking about like responsibilities that AI should be uh, like accountable for say like in a self-driving car example um, there was there was a talk that I was a part or that not that I was a part of but that I attended um, at my coding boot camp school like sheesh five years ago damn it's been that long um, from five years ago there was someone who was talking about in a car crash situation and you have to crash into one person or like either one of these two things. You can either crash into a car with two elderly people or you crash into a bus that has like that's full of students or full of children. You had to crash into one. What's the ethical What's the ethical choice to make in that situation? And that's like the, that's like some of the potential risks and challenges that we'll, we'll have to think about because there's gonna be inevitable tragedies that happen the same way that it happens in like human, <laughs> human interactions without AI. But when it does happen with AI, what's the logical interaction to have? Or what's the, what yeah, what kind of processing and judgment should the AI have over like tragedies that are that will inevitably um that will yeah, that will be inevitable. So uh it's gonna be it's gonna be rough knowing what whatever ethical standard that we're gonna upkeep for that. Um, I think that's part of what this potential risks and challenges is supposed to provide insight on regulation and policies. So how is the government going to be able to regulate the 
the life of AI in the world. Um, and to be frank, I don't actually know. Not a problem that I particularly need to solve. Um, and I think the people who, I, I think part of the reason why regulation is hard to, why regulation is hard to generate now is because we don't know what AI is capable of. And it's a growing entity that will continue growing um, until we found like the, the cap on what or before e either we make the the cap on its own capacity or we understand like the actual limitations of technology in AI so whether we force that or we're just technologically bound we won't know what kind of laws we should make for it until until that's been fully developed conclusion ai basics I don't, I don't think this actually gave yeah sid not give me a actual link workable link artificial intelligence podcast I, i'm not going to click on that ted talks on ai uh i don't know if i clicked on that or not actually it did it did it gave me some other resources for <coughs> ai as well but yeah, that's going to be it for the actual AI side of the podcast outline. Um, as kind of an analysis of like how I've done throughout this podcast so far, I'm, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of sorry that like the flow hasn't been as great. Um, I need to go revisit, I guess, my past self or at least practice a bit more in, in generating podcast content. But um yeah, I want to apologize for for like how not great the conversation went, um, and I'd like for it to be better. So, I'll be I'll be reforming my methods uh, in preparation for the next one. I think part of it was also passion too. I uh I think I made this podcast six days ago, so I it was Monday, um. Monday or last yeah it was Monday so but I'll, I'll be talking about an out an outline that I generated myself in the future um the where is love one namely so but I think in general I do need to practice articulation a bit more so again sorry for how this podcast had went in my articulate capacity is obviously not at its peak. So, excuse me for that. Um, until next time, uh, hopefully next weekend, we'll have another podcast that we're doing. Or we're, we're doing the Where is Love one. Um, so, but yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time. Um, I'll probably re-upload this video just so that you have the full, like, uh, yeah, just so you have, like, the full thing, um, even though, because I disconnected, like, a few times there, so, okay, later, guys, bye-bye.